welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I am a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we are talking about flexibility. today? I'm doing great too. I have to say it's like spring in St. Louis, actually because it's 84 degrees, so that's like spring in St. Louis. It's lovely. I like warm weather, so the flowers are blooming and it's warm, even though we had snow over the weekend. And um, yeah, that is so weird. So weird, but spring makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're having like a beautiful spring day too, but it's only 64 uh, and we haven't had snow recently. Well, yeah, that's good. I think... Um, but it is sunny blue sky. Yes. Like, if we split the difference, I think a sunny blue sky 74 would be perfect. Oh, that would be perfect. But I'd rather have 84 than 64. Not you, though. Mm, no. no. <laughs> I'm, I'm down with the 64. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm funny that way. Yeah, you wimp. <laughs> yeah. But also, I'm running a little hot these days, so. Ah, uh, so the, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, um, I actually just have on a short sleeve t-shirt right now. Wow. That's it. And oh, I, I mean, I have on pants. <laughs> <but> <laughs> I felt I needed to, um, qualify that statement after it popped out of my mouth. <laughs> And I'm in leggings and a long sleeve tunic. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah, we're funny that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you know what? What? We're flexible. That's right. We sure are. <laughs> We've been really flexible lately. Yes. <laughs> we have had to be very flexible with a lot of things podcast related lately. Yes, and I appreciate your flexibility because I think I'm the one who's been throwing wrenches in the works lately. Oh, so I don't you. know. It's a little of both of us. Yeah, so. maybe. I think that's. I think that's the thing is that, you know, this this is a labor of love, and it has to fit into our life, and we love to make room for it because it's so fun to do. Right. Exactly. All of those things are true. But the nice thing is, we're neither of us is, um, uh, caught up in making sure we do it exactly the same way every week. Right. Yeah. So uh, that way when things happen, like, oh, my getting stuck wherever I was stuck, trying to get home from Charlotte. Where was I stuck? Oh, right. Yeah. Nashville. Nashville, right. Because um, I told you to look for Deacon. Oh, uh, and I did not see him. But You didn't see Deacon? The idea that I might see him made my yeah. whole little stay in Nashville better. <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you that I ha- I think I told you this before, but it bears repeating. I have, I had a client who was flying home from Nashville and Deacon and Scarlett were there on the plane. Yes. Yes, you told me that and I think of it 
every time I fly through Nashville, which I, <laughs> since I live in St. Louis, it, it, I, I have flown, I fly through Nashville fairly often on Southwest. So yes, wouldn't that be amazing? Oh my gosh. Because, you know, they have seat, rows of three there, so you... you <laughs> Could you imagine sitting in between and Scarlet? <laughs> Do you suppose everybody knows what we're talking about? I just was thinking that no one probably knows what we're talking about. Oh, I think some people do. <laughs> I was just listening to the soundtrack from the TV show Nashville today when I was driving. Oh, were you? Mm-hmm. Listening to Scarlett and Deacon sing. That's so nice. Yes. That, that I actually started making that be my... Um, my um, what's it called when you... My body double TV show. <laughs> oh, I thought maybe you were watching Nashville. That's excellent. Because I'm watching uh, it on your Hulu, so you can see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but who's watching Nashville? Certainly not Barry. Um, but I, I want to watch it again. I, I was thinking when I was listening to the music today, I was thinking I'd like to watch the whole thing again. So I might get you screwed up. So keep track of where you are. We have to keep track of where you well, we are. Well, I could also just make my own um, profile profile go for it (laughs) yeah but um anyway that it's the tv show nashville which is no longer on but can be watched on hulu and you don't have to like country music to enjoy it correct i Yeah. yeah i'm not a big country music person and i love it and i love the music i love that show yeah yeah it's it's quite good it's a good you know sort of a soap opera with nighttime me. soap opera with Connie Britton, who's amazing, and and uh, I, I was going to say Chip Eston, but he goes by yeah. Charles now, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> um, who plays Deacon Claiborne? Who's very very easy on the eyes. Yes. Yeah, Just charming, charming all around. Just love him. Yeah. Wow. But okay, anyway. we got off the rails. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's that talk might... about deacon some more <laughs> <laughs> i know this might be one of our longest tangents ever <laughs> anyway we have had to have a lot of flexibility recently which can be difficult for people who struggle with perfectionism because you know one of the one of the hallmarks of perfectionism is being rigid with your with your expectations and your standards mm-hmm. and when things don't go according to plan it can be upsetting yeah yep yep and so you know flexibility becomes really important and and um it, it, it can be difficult but i think there are ways to um sort of practice flexibility like we talked about last week you know different ways to practice good enough in your life there are different ways to to practice um being more flexible what would be an example of that um well you probably i it seems like maybe i should have had an example (laughs) i thought maybe you did (laughs) i didn't (laughs) <laughs> and I hoped one would come falling out of my mouth, but it didn't. It didn't. Okay. Um, well, so you know, it's always when you're practicing things like this, when you're sort of experimenting and getting comfortable with a different way of doing things. It's it's good to start with um, low low stakes mm-hmm. situations. Do you have an idea? Well, a thought that just popped to mind would be to 
be willing to not set the time that you're going out to dinner until closer to the, you know, leaving being flexible about when you might go. I think about in my family, uh, mm-hmm. I tend to be the one who wants the date and the time in the calendar. And my husband is the one who's like, yeah, let's see, let's play it by ear. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, that's interesting. Uh-huh. And he's a perfectionist. So, but it's about, yeah. for him, it's about keeping his options open. I'm sure, right. you know, I'm sure there's lots of NLP words around that. But, yes. um, <laughs> right. So I don't know if that's an example or not, but although I consider myself pretty flexible, so, but I might be fooling myself. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, you're you're trying to meet a need there with that particular sort of idea, uh, that sort of rigidity, I guess. I mean, it's not super rigid. It's just your preference. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, sort of a, practicing with uh, on the edge of your discomfort there mm-hmm. is is a way to it expand your flexibleness your flexibility flexibleness <laughs> my god <laughs> uh, right i like the way you said that did you say practicing on the edge of it is that what you said yeah, yeah. so you know practice on your edge of discomfort mm-hmm. so it's not like you need to like okay i'm i'm just from here on out i'm not going to insist on having that on the calendar ahead of time mm-hmm. Cause that's too that's too much that's too big of a step mm-hmm. but if you think about like what's comfortable and if and like you n- notice the point at which you're getting a little uncomfortable about it and then noticing that and then sort of considering like would it be okay if we waited a little longer and just kind of checking in with mm-hmm. yourself and and increasing your self-awareness around that Wow, that sounds good. That sounds like a, um, what is the word? That sounds like it takes a lot of thought. Well, yeah, I mean, this is a very conscious way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but if you just sort of pick one thing, then it's not something you have to do all the time about everything. Right. But you could just use this as a way to practice this. Um, getting, getting, you know, flexing your your flexibility muscle mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so so you could just do it with this one thing as an example mm-hmm. um, but the you know the other things I'm thinking about like one thing that I've done is I have an uncanny ability to stop typo or to spot typos oh in, in your own work or everyone's work in uh, mostly other people's work. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. They jump right <laughs> um, out at you when they're somebody else's, yes. Yeah. Um, and and even, you know, I might see a typo, but, and, but to, to let it go, mm-hmm. which feels really uncomfortable. And I think, you know, does, does this matter? Mm-hmm. I like it. In the whole scheme of things? No. I mean, yeah, sure. It's not technically and i'm doing big finger quotes right and it doesn't really matter are you talking about other people's typos or your own both so if it's somebody else's typo what would you do about it if you could do depending on something depending on the situation i may tell them Uh uh-huh 
Um, but then, uh, yeah, so, yeah. you know, I might go to the effort to say, hey, I noticed a typo. Mm-hmm. But I think about, like, you know, how critical is this thing? Is it a blog post that, you know, is sort of, you know, sort of here and gone? Mm-hmm. Or is it, you know, is this somebody's manuscript that's going to be a printed book? Right. Or is it or a, is a newsletter it, that you couldn't, that can't be corrected anyway? Right. Right. You know, or is it a book that's already printed that, no, you know, like the newsletter, it's already done and <laughs> there's not much you could do about it. Right. Um, yeah. I have the same uh, experience with correcting people's grammar when they're speaking. Because mm-hmm. I know it's a jerky thing to do, so I, yeah. I try really hard not to do it, <laughs> but I notice it, <laughs> right. and I just happened the other day where my, my dad, who is a stickler on grammar and does correct people, um, which is rude, uh, he said something that was grammatically incorrect, and I, I didn't correct him. I was proud of myself. Oh, yeah, yeah that's a, but that's a great thing to do, and then you realize, like, oh, nothing bad happened. That's right. Did not have any impact on anything. Yeah. Yeah. Although I did take great pleasure in when my grammar got corrected once and the person who was correcting my grammar was wrong in correcting them on (laughs) their incorrect correction. That I'll teach them. Yeah. (laughs) Because that is deserved. That second correction was deserved. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had... um, I said, uh, here's a picture of me and Mike. And she said, I can't believe you said that. It's Mike and I. And I Ooh. said, no, it's not. Because I would never say, here's a picture of I. Mm-hmm. Did she and back she right like, down? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's a, that's a great example of, you know, those things that sort of like jump out at you and don't really matter right those are good ways Um, to practice mm -hmm. because it's really beneficial in my opinion to to be flexible i think it makes life easier the more flexible i mean if you can be flexible about lots of things yeah and you know there intrinsically there's nothing wrong with having high standards right it's just when you're very rigid about those standards and um, don't feel comfortable being flexible when you need to be flexible, whether because of outside forces or because of your own, you know, sort of energy, time, whatever availability to meet those standards, that's when it's a problem. That's when perfectionism becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I'm thinking about like my field of organizing. We, I think as a general rule, organizers have high standards and are pretty rigid about many aspects of them, like punctuality and not canceling appointments. Like you're not Mm -hmm. not gonna forget an appointment uh, and just not show up if you wanna stay in business. Um, So that kind of rigidity is important, but building in flexibility if the client has to, wants to change what we were gonna work on or, has to cancel because of illness or something. That's going to keep you sane if you right. <laughs> and in business <laughs> is having, yeah. having that flexibility, right? Exactly, and that's where I think flexibility is so important. And um, the 
example that we've talked about off and on throughout, I think, the entire um, duration of this podcast that we've been doing it is that is cleaning the kitchen at my house. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a that's a really great example of where um, allowing flexibility with my standards for how the kitchen gets cleaned um, creates an environment that is, um, what's the word I want, that I prefer, that is more enjoyable than if I um, insisted on, you know, maintaining these very rigid standards of what I thought was the right way to clean the kitchen. Right. Yeah. Being flexible in your standards and you lowered them to not getting botulism or something like that, right? <laughs> I think that is what I lowered them to. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that is a really good example of that. Because before um, before you had kids, you wouldn't have, your standards were quite high and things were always washed very well. Yeah. Well, and it, I was the person that was responsible for meeting those standards. Right. So, <laughs> it made it easy. Know, yeah. It, it was easy. But trying to impose my standards on other people is where I needed to have that flexibility. Right. And that just made me think about how in our house, I never have to wash pots and pans because Barry's standards are so high and I don't meet them. Yeah. So he, instead of being right. flexible, he just does it himself. It's a win-win. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's excellent. Maybe you could be bad at other things, oh, too. Oh, believe me, what I What else am. do you not want to do around that? <laughs> right, exactly. I got that. It all worked out. <laughs> but <laughs> Luckily, Barry is probably not going to hear this episode. That's so. right. This would be the one he listens to, probably. I don't think he's listened to any of them, because he's a perfectionist, and he doesn't see, haven't, he sees no reason to entertain the idea that that's not perfect. Right, yeah. that that's not exactly how everyone should be. Right, always. yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it all works out. But but yeah. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. So in his case, his inflexibility has led to always having to wash the pots and pans. But I mean, right. he never ever complains about it or anything. I mean, it's right. fine. Well, and so, but that is that is also a form of flexibility mm-hmm. because you know sure. usually he prepares and and you were cleaning up but he does this part he is being flexible on that because he wants it done a certain way but he's not imposing that on you right yep it's actually quite good and i do clean up when he prepares i just don't wash the pots and pans you know right i do the other stuff right Um, but and if i prepare he does pots and pans of course <laughs> as well as cleaning up the other stuff right. right um yeah so the um idea that if one can be flexible one you can still have high standards but if you're flexible mm-hmm. in them you can just go about life a little bit easier right yeah right and and i think that um is somebody vacuuming at your house by the way no someone is mowing Uh, not even my yard it's the neighbors 
Uh, so we have a second oh, lawnmower episode. I was going to say, we have a second <laughs> lawn mowing episode. I just, I just wanted to make it clear that the lawn mowing wasn't happening in my house. <laughs> no, it's here. And um, I saw him fire that up, and I was like, it's electric. Maybe it won't be that loud. Oh. Yeah, it's mm, still loud. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sorry, I um, interrupted you. Sorry. That's okay. Well, I have to apologize to our listeners. <laughs> so... Um, Becoming aware of where you have these high standards is the first step. Uh-huh. Like, you know, generally, even even people who are, you know, pretty hardcore in their perfectionistic tendencies um, aren't generally that way about everything. Mm-hmm. But so, you know, f- becoming aware of a couple of places in your life where being rigid about your standards is problematic for you would be really helpful and then um figuring out some ways that you can bring some flexibility into it would be useful makes a lot of sense and probably thinking about why it's important to you to perhaps be more flexible in those standards would be helpful yeah yeah Yeah. it's interesting that what just came to mind was um uh my new bike Ironically, oh, I, it's not ironic, but I, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> I Notice I didn't interrupt you and say, today. I didn't interrupt you and say, no, there's, it's not ironic, Shannon. That's not yeah, the you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. What about uh, your bike? My bike. Uh, I'm sorry, I just like got. Um, my mind went off on the, um, have you seen the, is it Alanis Morissette who did the song, Isn't It Ironic, where uh-huh. in fact nothing that she says is actually ironic. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she does, she does a ver- a new version of it with maybe James Corden or someone uh-huh. or like Jimmy Fallon or I don't know, so one of those like late night hosts. Um, but the whole gist of it is that none of it is ironic. It's not actually ironic. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty entertaining. Anyway, my bike. Um, I remember being frustrated about not being able to do the things that I wanted to do. You know, I had this standard about what counted as, um, you know, a, a worthwhile outdoor activity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I was feeling frustrated about not being able to do the things that I really wanted to do instead of, um, you know, being happy about the things that I can do. Mm-hmm. And um, figuring out how to m- meet that, uh, uh, adjust my standards and be flexible about what counts is what led me to get that bike, which... I love and I'm and I'm actually getting sort of the feel you know a lot of the feelings that I associated with like running and um, not necessarily mountain climbing but like I'm getting those feelings that I was missing like you know I'm getting the thrill of being out and moving fast and going places under my own power even though I have a little motor that helps me right that's <laughs> but, wonderful. Um, yeah, so you know that's a that being flexible about how to get at where I wanted 
helped me come up with this new solution, which has been wonderful. Well, that's that's great. There you go. And and when we yeah. talked about it a couple of weeks ago, we added a picture of your bike in the show notes, and folks, if they haven't seen it, might want to look at it because it, that's a beautiful picture you took, and it's a lovely looking bike. Make me want to ride it. <laughs> you can ride it when you come to town. Okay, I I would love to do that. I bet I have not ridden a bike since the eighties. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, you you might find out that you really like it. I might. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll it's be a, buying an e-bike. Who knows? Yeah, That's it it's super fun. Huh. And it and there's something about it that feels much more stable and safe than any other bike I've ridden. Hmm. And I think part of it is the motor. Like I feel like without a whole lot of effort, I can react quickly to anything like out on the road or whatever like I don't know it just I, and I think it's more mindset than actual mm-hmm. um, reality yeah than reality but anyway but that is, that's just another example of how um, being flexible with my standards and how to meet my standards is useful right and it occurs to me that that um, that kind of flexibility helps you or one um, stay with things. I mean, we've talked before about creating new habits, and if you fall, if you fail to do something, sometimes you just abandon it. But if you can be flexible right. in what counts, or just yeah. give you, cut yourself a little break and go go start up again the next day or what the next week or whatever. Um, that flexibility can really help. I'm, and of course, I was thinking of my yoga practice because of the I word I was flexible. thinking of your yoga practice, too. Yeah, I was literally reminded of it because of the word flexible, because that's my, I'm trying to get more flexible, but with physically, right. right, yeah. But yeah, so like this weekend when we were in Charlotte, um, there was no carpeting where we were staying, literally none. And I didn't oh. want to do yoga on the floor and I didn't bring a mat, so I didn't do any. But as soon as I got home, um, Yes, Monday. Uh, yeah, Monday. Even after all the the twenty four hours of travel yeah. or whatever, I I was back to it. In fact, I did a nice long uh, session, and it was great. Oh, um, that's wonderful. Hopped right. But back. yeah, you've had a lot of um, flexibility in terms of um, uh, allowing yourself to stick with the practice regardless of the situation you're in which means sometimes not doing it right I think it helped that I was able to do it every day for a couple of months I think it was maybe three months I did it or maybe two whatever it was without without fail and it really felt like it it got in my bones or whatever and allowed me to really enjoy the benefits um, of it so uh, yeah I feel good about the fact that not doing it for however many days in a row that was like three uh, or four um, I still was able to just get right back into it and didn't even hesitate although I did write myself a little note a little welcome home note and um, on the top of it was things to remember this week and the first thing was yoga Um, the second thing was taxes (laughs) Uh, but um, or actually extension (laughs) tax extension but um yeah i think that that 
flexibility in my standards with yoga has been really beneficial for me. And also I, you know, can vary the length of time I, you know, the, the, the video that I select based on the available mm-hmm. time and I'm not locking myself into it. Oh, it has to be 30 minutes or it doesn't count or something. Right. Yeah. Right. But that seems like that has really made a huge difference in your ability to create and stick with this habit. Yes, without a doubt. It's interesting, isn't um, it? Yeah. And, yeah. and sort of, in, I have this 30 by 30 uh, genealogy challenge going on on my blog right now. And I stated in it that it, that I didn't think I'd be able to do 30 minutes a day um, every day because of my crazy schedule but that I hope to cumulatively do like 900 minutes over the course of 30 Uh days. But I stated in it what I really wanted to commit to doing was doing just something every day with the genealogy. Mm -hmm. And so I have. Just making that statement allowed me to, um, it was enough for me to really want to do it. And some days it was very little. (laughs) My standards were very (laughs) flexible. But I feel really good about... um, about the fact that at least, you know, it's my challenge, so I feel like I want to live up to it, that I um, have done genealogy a little something at least every day, and then some days a lot more than a little. Uh-huh. So it's very flexible. That's great. That yeah. yeah. That's really great. And I'm getting more flexible with yoga, On literally. I mean, it's great. I can actually, I'm stronger. It's very nice. And Ooh, I can sit cross-legged wonderful. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Don't do it too long. Oh, <laughs> were you sitting cross-legged? Is, it was cross-legged sitting that you that your leg fell asleep and you injured yourself. Yes, I thought you were sitting on your legs. I mean, like I figured you were sitting. No, I was I sitting cross-legged. Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, Which, I can't imagine you know, sitting that long <laughs> cross-legged so that my leg <laughs> fell asleep. Huh. Yeah, I sat. Well, like I said, I blame it on the elections. Right. I started reading stuff about it was on election day and I started reading stuff about it and then an hour and a half later I was like oh my god I have to move <laughs> wow you and sat cross-legged for an hour and a half yeah wow yeah I, I, I will take that to heart Shannon don't you worry okay good I can do it for like two <laughs> minutes so I don't think I'm in <laughs> any danger here <laughs> yeah well and I haven't sat cross-legged again yeah, so. I don't blame you I, not because I purposely haven't, but because I can't. can't. Oh, right. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, that, I mean, it's amazing how when you start introducing a little flexibility, like how much more fun things can be. Right. I agree. It's, it's yeah, it's more fun going with the flow sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and so, and I love that idea of um, setting up the ability to be flexible in advance. And, you know, we've talked about that, like, you know, how to um, get back on track recently. And, and, you know, this is sort of that thing, like planning ahead for what counts and what you'll do if you don't meet your expectation and, and building in all of those things um, adds to your flexibility and your, and how well you are able to do the things that you really want to do. And I mean, and I think that's what we're after here is, um, you know, perfectionism can keep you from doing the things you want to do 
because you think you can't meet your high standards or um, you know that something bad will happen or whatever and so being flexible lets you do more of what you want to do yes we want to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love Yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that, that that's that the the thing I sort of want to leave people with is it's be wary of having high standards about what flexibility means too. Um, right you know like it's really easy to sort of get into black or white thinking on any of this stuff Mm -hmm. and so um allowing yourself flexibility in your flexibility can be really useful (laughs) that's meta yeah Yeah. but that's a very good point (laughs) yeah so it's it's another it's another way to practice right um it good enough. Excellent. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about flexibility? No, I don't think so. I'm glad that I, I'm glad that I, I, I'm a flexible person, or at least I feel I'm a flexible person. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if my husband would disagree, but um, yeah, flexibility has helped me. Uh, I believe in. And again, I appreciate your flexibility with our scheduling. Um, snafus in the last couple of weeks yeah of course I mean it's it's my pleasure and I I feel like I think there are things that I'm rigid about but I think I've generally have realized that it's much more pleasant to be flexible Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah yeah that's all there is to it yeah Yeah. all right well so we want to hear from you do you have areas where you struggle to be flexible? Are there places where you would like to be more flexible but aren't sure how to go about doing it? You can let us know by leaving a voicemail at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. You can also head over to gettingtogoodenough.com and leave a comment on the show notes or click through to any of our social media profiles and let us know there. But for now, I am Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And I'm Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. I feel like stretching now. (laughs) (laughs) Like I I want to be more physically flexible. (laughs)